Good evening, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Midweek Motivation here at Antioch Life Enrichment Center. Pray that everyone's day was good. I will begin with prayer. Most precious Heavenly Father, I come to you thanking you for this awesome day. Thank you, Father God, for what you, you've done and for what you continue to do. Thank you, Father God, for this word that you have given to me. May I teach it, Lord God, as you will have me. I Pray that everyone has an open ear and an open heart to receive what they are to get today, to be motivated, to continue on throughout this week. I thank you, Father God, for speaking through me. Lord God, show yourself strong in my life in this teaching on tonight. In Christ's name, amen. My scripture today is um, coming from Psalms the 30th chapter, the first through the fifth verse, and the title of my text is, How Will You Respond? Again, it's Psalms, the 30th chapter, first through the fifth verse, and it reads, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive, that I should not go down to the pit. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. For his anger endureth but a moment. In his favor is life. 
Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. How will you respond? We're all used to hearing this scripture, especially the latter part of verse 5 where it says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Everyone waits for that morning so that they can cheer and celebrate that joy that is coming in the morning. No one has ever said what is happening before the morning. No one has mentioned or was in a position to hear how David responded before the morning, the process that takes place before the morning. Something to think about um, is research says that David wrote psalms and some, some of psalms. And psalms means the truth of God spoken in poetry or music, a hymn of praise or joy. Spiritual aspiration of the soul. Is any cheerful? Let him sing psalms. And that's in James 5 and 13. And um, that's what psalms mean. In his waiting for the morning, David responded. He first responded in praise. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. Extol means to praise, to lift up. You have to remember, David had did um, a lot of things. He had did some, some great things, and he also walked in error because he listened to his flesh. He listened to his carnality. He wanted Bathsheba and committed adultery with her. And then when she became pregnant, he covered up his error by um, having her husband killed. Praise changes us for the better by refocusing our affections and realigning our priorities. So when David began to respond in praise, he was realigning his priorities and, restore, and it restores our souls. Our spirit becomes more pliable, more open, and more receptive to receiving what God's spirit is saying when we praise. Praise allowed David to focus on what God was saying to him from his spirit and not his carnal thoughts. David knew that it was because of God that he could defeat his enemies or his adversary or his carnal thoughts that told him to follow his flesh and not his true self. It helps us, praise helps us when we go within and listen to the voice of truth that is saying you are worthy. The voice that says you can do and be whatever you want to be because you have my breath in you, my power, which is unlimited. That, that is what praise, when you respond in praise, that's what you're doing. So David first responded in praise. He began to realign his focus. He began to realign his attention on what God was saying within and not the things that are happening outside of him. O oh Lord, my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. O oh Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Here David is responding with crying out 
to God. He's crying out. He's going within, crying out, trying to hear the voice that is speaking from within. David cried out when he was in distress. And distress in Hebrew means adversity or pressure. So David began to cry out when he had those carnal thoughts going on in his mind. That's when he began to cry out to God. He cried out to God when his those carnal thoughts were coming up and saying, you know you won't. You want to be with that woman or you know you want to do these things and you're not supposed to be doing them. He cried out to God at that time, crying out to the within so he can learn what to do and not go with what his, his carnal thoughts was telling him, but what, what the truth within was telling him. He looked within to see his true self. When he was being pressured by the things that his flesh wanted him to do. He remembered how when he listened to his true self, God, it shifted his mind, which then caused him not to be distracted. Because when he was in distress and those carnal thoughts was pressuring him, he was becoming distracted and veering away from the spirit of God and what God was saying he was. He was being distracted. So he was going within and it caused him to remember who he was and whose he was. So we have to we have to cry out to God when we those thoughts start coming up in our mind that we know are not God, that we know are not true because they're negative. They go against all truth. When we when those thoughts start coming up, we cry out to God that we are crying out to within. We do the praying. We do the, the um, meditation. We go within and say, okay, God, what is my true self saying? What are you saying that I need to do in this time? Help me. I need you to combat these thoughts that are not of me, that are not who I am, that doesn't fulfill me, that doesn't grow me or expand me and help me to become. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. He invited others to join him in praising and thanking God for the things that, that God had delivered them from. And um, not because of who they were, but because of who God is. He knew that God had restored his soul. God had returned his mind back to him. God had turned David's mind away from the distraction, away from those carnal thoughts, and back to God, back to the mind of God. He remembered his holiness, why he was set apart. He knew he was going to be the king, and he knew he was going to be a great king, and he started remembering those things when he prayed, when he responded with praise, and he, when he responded with crying out and going within. God had returned his mind back to him. He remembered his holiness, his purpose, the reason he was appointed by God. So when, when, you, when those negative things and those thoughts that are not of your true self start coming up, you have to remember who you are. Allow God to return you 
back, to turn your mind back to him, to turn your mind back to purpose. Why were you placed on this earth? Not only that, but why are you thinking those thoughts? Why are these thoughts distracting you? That's what those experiences are for, to show you why they're distracting you and bring you back to the purpose of, of, of all things. To bring you back to the lesson that you are to learn before the distraction or during the distraction. God is returning you back to him, to those, the truth that is within you. The thing you were set aside for. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Because David was separated in his mind from God, he thought that God was mad at him. He thought he was lost in life and that there was no more life. The moment he remembered the love that God had for him, the favor was restored. Favor is God's grace. It's always there. But when we're separated from God in our minds with our carnal thoughts, when we're separated from who we truly are, the spirit of God that is within us, we think God is mad with us or we think because we did something in that, in that separation, it causes us to think out of error, causes us to sin. And then we think, oh, God, don't get us. God, don't get me. Oh, I'm going to hell because we're separated from our true selves. We're separated from the mind of God and we're we're standing on that era thinking the think the thoughts that are not of us, the thoughts that are from our carnal, the thoughts that are from our flesh, that keeps us separated from God. So then that causes us to be afraid in a in a not in a reverence fear, but afraid that God is gonna get you, afraid that God is gonna send you to hell when when that's not true. All we have to do is remember. Remember whose we are and remember that favor is grace. It's always there. It's always there and it keeps us, if we're not careful, those carnal thoughts, like I said before, will keep us separated from God in our mind and we won't listen to the spirit of God within us, but we'll listen to those, to those negative thoughts to those carnal thoughts and those outside voices. And then we'll think that God's favor has left us. Our carnality would tell us that God has left us when God says he will never leave you nor forsake you in Deuteronomy 31 and 8. God is not mad at you. He has not left you. You have just come out of alignment when, because you're thinking and allowing those carnal things to have you distracted. You're not hearing the voice of God, but you're hearing the voice of everything else. You're hearing the voices that says you can when the voice of God says you can. You're hearing the voices that say, oh, you know, came out of favor with God. When God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, it is his grace. He has not taken that away from us regardless. We just have to recalibrate like David did. Respond in praise and respond with crying out so we can realign our thoughts 
with the mind of God so that we can realign our thoughts with the purpose, with our original intent. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. To express sorrow, grief, or anguish by outcry, this is the original sense. But in present use, um, to, uh, to manifest is expressed grief by outcry or by shedding tears. Um, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Joy is what David had. Joy is is what David wanted. The joy was when, when David realized who he was and whose he was and the, that he had to, he had, that God had restored his soul, his mind back to his original tent, back to him. That came the joy. That came the, the, um, the awesomeness of what he had. When we express that and outcry, we can't help but cry out in praise and in joy from our belly. All of his responding was awakening David to the spiritual truth in him. It was awakening him to the reality that God is reality. Mourning means arising, awakening. And like I said, when he, it was awakening him to the reality that God is reality. It was awakening David to the fact that God has not left me, that grace is still here. I am still found in the favor of God. I just had to realign myself. I had to not listen to the thoughts, the distractions that was causing me to think in error, but listen to the mind of God. Listen to what God was saying inside of me. Cry out to God. When David realized that, like I said, that, that joy came. It can't help but come. He joined his soul to the divine mind of God that is his truth within him. This is his joy that he discovered. As we discover the treasure within, a praise should be released from our belly. As we continue to go within and discover, this is who I am. This is what I was set aside for. This is my holiness. This is my purpose. When we, when we um, find that out or awaken to that, it's morning. You can't help but cry out and praise God and have that joy. I work with um, young children, so I try to make things as simple as possible. And um, in searching with how to, to make this lesson more simple to me, well, I understood it, but to make it more simple, I thought of when um, when I have something on my mind to do, when I have something to do, and like I could be, like I'm standing here now, and I say, okay, I'm gonna go do that. And as soon as I walk in that room, I've forgotten what I was gonna do. So a lot of times what I do, I talk to myself, and I say, now you know, 
you got to do better than this. You got to remember what you said you were going to do. So I stop and I think. I go back within my mind to see if I can bring back up what it was I had to do. And then that to me is like meditation. Meditation is not what people think. A lot of people have gotten from, from religion and stuff like that. Oh, you're humming. And, and yes, you can do a mantra, but meditation helps you to bring your thoughts in. It helps you to hear that voice within. So I stop and I think and I listen for those thoughts that are telling me, oh, you're just going to pick up that, that piece of paper and put it over there. And then when I remember what I was going to do, I'm like, man, it is right there. Now I remember. To me, that is what this is saying. Especially, like I said, that, that last verse, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. When David was responding in praise, he was beginning to remember. He knew he had something to do. He knew he had done all these other things that could have stopped him from doing that if he allowed those carnal thoughts to say, you did this, so now you can't do that. Or you said this, so now you can't do that. Or you were somewhere you shouldn't have been last night, so now you can't do that. When God is telling you, you are wonderful, you are a preacher, you are an apostle, you are a pastor, you are a teacher, but because of those carnal things, you can't remember the thoughts that, that God is saying. So you have to stop and praise, respond and praise. Allow God's thoughts to bring you back. Allow it to be realigned with your purpose. And then cry, cry out within so you can hear those thoughts that are saying, this is your purpose. To affirm the praise, the thoughts that have been happening to you with the, during the praise. To affirm what you thought when you was listening to God. You cry out to your inner self and you'll remember, that's what I was going to do. And you will have that joy that you are born with. When you come into alignment with the mind of God, when you are awakened, when your morning comes, if you respond, respond in praise, respond with crying out. Allow God to restore your soul, to restore your mind back to him, to restore your mind back to your holiness, your purpose, the reason you were set aside, the foundation that God had given you when he's put you on this earth. Allow that to happen. And you will remember, come on like a light bulb, and that joy you have, you can't have nothing but that joy. Like I said, it's like when you run forgot something and, and you go within and you listen to say to those thoughts saying, this is what you're going to do, this is what you're going to do. And you say, ah, that's it. I'll be so happy when I remember what it was I was going to do, especially if I done stood there a while and thought about it. It's a, it, it rumbles in your belly and you, you can't do nothing but express it. 
So, in my closing, what will you do before your morning? What is your process? How will you respond? Thank you for joining us on tonight, and I pray that you have a blessed and motivated rest of the week. Be blessed.